0: You I am Josiah, and welcome to our virtual living room where we examine recent events and other topics as they pertain to the Holy Scriptures. We give all praises to the Most High in Christ, and we give thanks for God's generous mercy, grace, and forgiveness. Okay, um, so this week the topic is, uh, Should We Teach Our Children Christmas?, and uh, Christmas is celebrated by basically, probably we are about a third of the population of the world, uh, which is uh, slightly more than two billion people. Um, that far outweighs the celebration of any other holiday or anything else by anything that goes on in the world. And um you know, it's, in the United States, it's really marked by a lot of things that people really gravitate to. You know, first of all, first one of the first things you're going to notice is that you're going to see all the decorations coming up. And it may take place slightly before Thanksgiving, maybe it's a little bit after Thanksgiving. Decorations are going up, all types of advertising for uh, Christmas gifts. And then you have the Christmas music. It's going to be played on radios. If you go into the mall, you hear the music being piped through the air. And then you have the fragrance of Christmas, you know, the smell of uh, pine trees and the smell of cinnamon and uh, apples and nutmeg and all those things in the air. And and then just that special way that people are interacting with one another, you know, uh, greeting each other, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays and all that. So we're talking about children here. You know, uh, the children, you know, if, if you were a child and you celebrated Christmas, you can remember that s- special sense that you had that something really, really significant was going to happen and, and you were just exceptionally excited about it, you know, getting up on Christmas morning and opening up your gifts. So, you know, there are a lot of people that – don't want to deprive their children of that. They want to make certain that their children are able to enjoy that. And that's that's the topic that we have today. And joining me here in the virtual living room to discuss that topic, we have first off our brother Kabar.
1: Yes. Shalom, brothers and sisters. Good to be with you this Sunday afternoon. And as always, all praises to the Heavenly Father and the Son, Christ.
0: Okay. And secondly we have our brother Abaja.
2: Hey, shalom to everyone. Shalom to the brothers in the chat room. Good to be here and give all praises to the Heavenly Father and His Son Christ So that we may get the understanding of the scriptures and
3: receive salvation
0: And we also have our brother, Jonathan.
3: Yes, give it all uh, Praises to the Heavenly Father and His Son Christ It sits on the right of the throne of the everlasting Father um, Welcome to all and good afternoon to all
0: Alright, brothers, well, you know this whole thing about Christmas and, and children, you know, is really perplexing for a lot of people because, you know, there may be may even be some people that um, don't believe in Christmas per se. That it's Christ's birthday. They say, I know it's not Christ's birthday. You know, but I'm going to celebrate this because of my children. You know, I don't want them to feel ostracized. I don't want them to feel like uh, they're sticking out like a sore thumb to be left out of the festivities and the parties and all that. I don't want them to be left out. So, brothers, you know, what's your take on this? Uh, you know, Kabar, you've never celebrated Christmas uh, is my understanding. So what's, what's your take on this?
1: Um. Yeah. You know, I, that's that's probably, um, you know, some of the differences about this body that, that the Heavenly Father and Christ is bringing together and that, you know, we come from many different backgrounds and upbringings, but we have the unity and the oneness of Christ and the way he set things up. Some of the differences, you know, between me and my brother's in the body of Christ is that you know uh I grew up i guess uh the easiest way to explain it to the to the, uh, the listeners is um you know the way you would read in uh in the in the scriptures and you know the gospels about the uh circumcision um you know I was born with the understanding that I was an Israelite and I always kept the Sabbath days and the holy days since I was born and i, I you know i never uh, celebrated any of the ho- the holidays, and I, you know, raised with the understanding that, you know, it was against the, it was against the scriptures, it was idolatry, so on and so forth. So, um, I, I don't have the connection to uh, a lot of the um, like you mentioned the, the pageantry, the uh, the smells, the sights. There's nothing in me that sparks a, a, a memory or or an occasion uh that of course, you know, things that I would have to put away had I celebrated those things. Of course I have other things that I have to uh overcome in you know, in this walk in Christ, you know, but that's not one of them. So I realize, you know, there are brothers and sisters who have that connection and have those memories. Um but You did know, you it, feel it, left it, out? Did you feel left out as a child though? Not at all. Not at all. See, the thing is that, like the scripture, when you do what the scripture says, when you train up a child and the way that they, they should go when they owe, they will not depart from it, that we read in Psalms, the, all, all the child knows is this is wrong and everybody else is crazy. That's it. It's not. So it, it's only when they begin to socially interact, you know, when you talk about junior high school and high school, that they have to begin, you know, to. um uh, now you know, make the differences and deal with people on a social level, the where the pressure really comes in. That. And I had another, you know, I guess insulation against that because I grew up in a, in a very large family. You know, I have 12 brothers and sisters. So, you know, it, it, throughout, you know, junior high school, high school, private school, I had, you know, my brothers and sisters as basically peers in the same school, in the same grade, pretty much. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really have to deal with, you know, with a whole bunch of people who thought. you know what I mean? If me and my brothers and sisters got together, you know, we was a crew and, you know, everybody <laughs> else was influencing everybody else. It was the, so peer pressure is like, who, what is peer pressure? You know, we, we basically pressured everybody else. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> but the thing is that, you know, there were instances instances uh, that you did feel the difference, you know, if you, Interacted with females, and you know you did have friends outside of your brothers and sisters. You would, you would. Uh, uh, that's when you would notice the difference. But it's it, you know the way I understood it growing up was it's idolatry. You know the scriptures tell us in Exodus the twentieth chapter, outside of northern gods before me. It's just I knew I was Israelite. I have friends that didn't knew, didn't know they were Israelites even though I knew they were. And it's just a matter of they don't understand this right now. You know. And I was basically it, but I just put it as idolatry growing up ever since. Okay.
0: Now about you, your your experience growing up was was different, right? Uh, you you actually experienced from the time that you were a young child, you actually experienced um celebrating Christmas, is that right?
2: Yeah, that's that's correct. Because um it was funny because like in my household, you know, my my, my father, he was pretty much like, Okay, whatever. You know, it's just to him it was just another day. <laughs> so he didn't really get caught up into <laughs> singing all of the Christmas carols and you know running behind the you know the, the stores and getting gifts for all these people and stuff. He wasn't really into all of that, so it, it really didn't matter to him one way or another. Um, you know, but my mother, you know, she was basically the whole the person that was more or less keeping the house together, quote unquote, as far as you know making sure that we observe these days and things of that nature. So my father just basically went along with the with the whole thing. But uh, the interesting thing about it is, even at a very young age, as far as some of the mythologies and the traditions that go with Christmas, um, I mean, I can remember being, like, in the first grade and even – no, because I was in kindergarten, now that I think about it. Um, well, basically, my mother broke down. She was like, listen, ain't no Santa Claus. <laughs> and I'm, I'm pretty wow. much paraphrasing what she was saying. There ain't no Santa Claus. I'm your Christmas. Your, 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 <laughs> your mom and daddy's one <laughs> that's going out buying all this stuff and doing all of this. You know so the the mystif- the mystifying aspect of a red man in a jumpsuit and all that other stuff coming down the chimney and stuff like that you know that 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 never really took root you know with us when we were growing up, but knowing what I know now about the scriptures <clears throat> you know it's funny that my parents went you know one step towards dispelling the whole myth of Christmas, but they didn't actually go into the scriptures and You know, basically teach us what what was supposed to be taught Because, you know, one of the main primary arguments concerning the children When it comes to holidays is, oh, well, you know, they're going to be missing out And they're going to feel left out, and this is for the children I want to read a scripture in Jeremiah Okay, and this is the prophet Jeremiah when he was rebuking Basically correcting and addressing some of the wickedness that Israel was doing And going back into the land of Egypt and following those customs I'm going to start at 44 and 16 It says, As for the word that thou hast spoken unto us in the name of the Lord, we will not hearken unto thee, but we will certainly do whatsoever thing goeth forth out of our own mouth to burn incense unto the queen of heaven, and to pour out drink offerings unto her, as we have done, we and our fathers, our kings, and our princes, in the cities of Judah, and in the streets of Jerusalem, for then we had plenty of victuals, and were well, and saw no evil. So That same mindset is what comes Out today when you try To deal with your family members Concerning Christmas according to the scriptures right. said, we tell them according to the scriptures That listen these things are rooted In an idolatry this has nothing To do with the birth of Christ and To say that it's all about you know Dealing with the family and a time For us to gather together the Lord gave Us the, the times when we were supposed to gather together To honor him if they wanted To take it in that direction as okay. far As the giving of gifts on every high holy day, we gave gifts, such as the Feast of Dedication, which just recently passed. Passover, all of those things that you read about, the high holy days that the Lord told us to observe to honor him, we normally gave gifts. So that's, that's dead in the water. But the point is, it says, I want to read that, that last part of the 17th verse. It says, for then we had plenty of victuals and were well and saw no evil. So our people are blinded into thinking that celebrating these holidays is a good thing, and by not celebrating these holidays, oh, well, that's a bad thing, that's evil, and things won't be well with us because everybody else is doing it. Hmm. So, I mean, it's, it's basically, it goes back to when we repent through Christ, we have to unlearn those things that we learned in the world and learn them according to the Scriptures through his understanding and his example.
0: Okay. And you want to um, what was your experience? Were you one of those children that when you were five, six years old, you um, couldn't sleep at night because you were anticipating all the gifts and everything that you are going to receive on Christmas? Well, I
3: would say honestly, um, about, uh, yeah, I guess I would be up to the age of about nine or ten, maybe eleven. Up to then, I started. Um, the Lord gave me a little understanding And uh, started to figure Hold up There ain't no fat dude I don't have a chimney to see. I never seen deer fly um, That type of stuff And then right. that, that all feel good stuff You know after the years you, you start to see okay Only this time of year you treat somebody Halfway decent And then the times they would get together By the time everyone got together Half the people were arguing So it, it, it never was <laughs> Um, that, that feeling because, I mean, you know, you had the gifts, you had the trees, you had everybody giving things and stuff, but it just wasn't, it wouldn't add enough. And I and I started right. it add that. And by the time I was in my teens, I was like, this it's just another day. Don't even give me a gift, honestly. And then when I finally saw it in the scriptures and everything, I was like, there it is. is the Lord said So, giving our praise to the heavenly Father. And right,
2: okay. you know what you're saying? uh uh-huh. Because I actually forgot to bring out a couple of points on, on that uh, on that verse, too, being, uh, just going off of what uh, the brother John had brought out. Because the people also said in verse 17, it says, as we have done, we and our fathers. So it's going to show you when you basically start learning about repentance through Christ and what it truly means according to as it is written, and you try to bring this to your family members, they're like, well, listen, this was good enough for your granddaddy. It's good enough for your uncles. And what you doing, bringing this new doctrine? We ain't gonna do that. We gonna do what we've been doing. That, yeah. that, that those yeah. are some of the things that you will be that you know that you that we are presented with when we try to bring the understanding of the scriptures concerning anything. You know that we've been accustomed to doing or how we grew up.
0: Yeah, that's that's a good point to bring out. But you know. What do you brothers say? You know, and, and, and you, you, you got a little difference here. Here, here you have Kabar, who n- never, while he was growing up, uh, uh, observed Christmas in any form or fashion. And Abaji, you're you're kind of in the middle because your dad is not really into it, but your mother's into it. And your one of them apparently, both your parents were into it. So <clears throat> now you have situations now, where people are like, well, I, I pretty much recognize that December 25th is not Christ's birthday. You know, but that's when people choose to celebrate it. And it's just a nice festive season. It's just really enjoyable. And I remember when I was a kid and how I felt. And I don't want to deprive my children of that. So what do you brothers think about those type statements, you know, depriving your children of that enjoyment?
3: Well, if I could answer it, Um, when you said depriving. You've got to watch what you mean You deprive them of what the Lord says for us Not to do when you feel guilty If that's the case uh, Christ commanded us this In Luke the 12th chapter Verse 8 and verse 9 He says also I say unto you Whosoever shall confess me before men Him shall the son of man Also confess before the angels Of God But he that denieth me before men Shall be denied before the angels Of God So the Heavenly Father Christ is going to deny us before the Father and the angels if we deny him here um, against our brother, fellow mankind. I mean, the thing is that we should be lights and examples, and who cares if, if, of, of fitting in and denying, because you're not denying them anything. You, you're denying them wickedness, and you're giving them righteousness by not following that and explaining to them why they're not keeping it. And then also, once you get the knowledge and understanding of the Christ, the Bible, and Heavenly Father... You find out there's many high holy days Besides New Year's and Christmas and Thanksgiving I know we're speaking on this Christmas thing But where the Heavenly Father gave us days to rejoice And give gifts and all those things
2: So, I mean, the year's.
3: Years, you're not denying them anything You're giving them more You're giving them more righteousness And, and, and um, Christ, the true Christ
0: Okay, now, but you're speaking in terms of denying Christ And I think that most people that you were talk to that um, would want to be involved in Christmas for the children's sake especially, that they would tell you that they're not denying Christ by doing that. They they still support Christ, and they would tell you they're Christians, and they believe in Christ, and Christ died for their sins, and so on and so forth. So when you say denying Christ, what do you mean
3: by that? Well, one more scripture, John um, chapter 14 and 15, if I can get there. Um, yeah, Saint John chapter fourteen verse fifteen. You're saying um, um, we, we're doing what Christ says. Um, and in Saint John fourteen fifteen, it says, "If you love me, keep my commandments." And there's another verse that Christ says, "If you love me, you, you keep the things that I say." Well, when it comes to the subject of Christmas, where is it where Jesus Christ said, "Follow this day, do these customs"? Do this in honor of me You will never find that in the scripture You never see what he said Okay, John, Peter And, and um, John, Peter, John, and James Go cut a tree down, get some lights Go get some um, presents let, Let's do this You never read in the gospels when he done that Or he told his um, disciples, apostles to do it So now how are you even thinking you um, reverence in Christ When you set in the principles But Christ never even set for the to follow
0: <laughs> to respond to that, let me read you um, uh, a, a brief uh, excerpt from uh, something that was written on soon.org. That's s-o-o-n.org in the UK concerning Christmas. And this section of it is, is uh, how did Christmas start? And it reads: uh, Since about 400 A.D., Christians have celebrated the birth of Jesus Christ, means Messiah or Anointed One, the title given to Jesus, and Mass was a religious religious festival. In the West today, the real meaning of Christmas is often forgotten. It has become a non-religious holiday. More children believe in Father Christmas than in Jesus. Christmas Day is a time for eating and drinking too much and watching television. But the real Christmas story is found in the Christian Bible. It is told in two different books, Matthew and Luke, chapters 1 and 2. If you have no Bible, you can read these chapters online. You may think that the story of the birth of Jesus and the way that the West celebrates Christmas today do not seem to have many connections. So how do you respond to that?
1: Well, you you go into when you go into the Bible and you read those uh well, he just gave uh the books of Matthew and and, and Luke. entire Bible of December 21st or any date as far as when Jesus Christ was born. Uh, From the setting of when he's born, people can make approximations, but you cannot base anything on that. So that's number one. There's entirely no date given, December 21st or otherwise. The second part is nowhere in the Bible does Christ command us to celebrate his birth or anything like that. Okay, what Christ taught, when you go into Matthews chapter uh, 17, let's go to Matthew chapter 17, and let's see what Christ told us to do. Um, uh, Matthew 7, was it? Was that 7 or 17? I'm looking for Matthews chapter 5 and verse 17. This is what Christ said to do. He said, Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. When he says he didn't come to destroy, he means the law. And when he says, but to fulfill, he means the prophecies prophesied about him and what he would do in his first coming and also his second coming, which you can identify and clear up as far as what he came to fulfill. in Luke chapter 24, and verse 44, meaning the things written of him as far as his ministry when he first came And also what he would do in the second coming Not that the laws are done away with Verse 18 says, for verily I say unto you Till heaven and earth pass one jot or one tittle Shall in no wise pass from the law till all be fulfilled Now here's the point Whosoever therefore shall break one of these least commandments meaning the commandments that God wrote in the Bible for us to obey, like Christ obeyed. It says, mm-hmm. and shall teach men so, meaning through your actions or words, words or deeds, you teach men to do what? Break the commandments. All right? So whosoever therefore shall break one of these least commandments, and shall teach men so, he shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven. And we know no sinner will enter into the kingdom of heaven. No curse, no unrepentant, Person who did not repent in Christ and keep God's commandments will enter into the kingdom. They won't be there. It says, But whosoever shall do and teach them, do and teach what? The commandments of God, like Christ did and taught the commandments of God. What's gonna be what's gonna happen to this person? It says the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. So gosh Christ told us to do and observe. Another point that you can look at is in Matthews chapter 23. If you want to go to the books of Matthews and Luke, this is Matthews and Luke. These are where you should go to get the understanding. Matthew chapter 23 verses 1 through, 1 through 4 says that then, then spake Jesus to the multitude and to the disciples saying, The scribes and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. What does he mean? The teachers of the law. Verse 3 All therefore, whatsoever they bid you observe, that observe and do, but do not eat after their works, for they say and do not. When he says observe and do, he means whatever they teach you out of the law, what is written, he said observe and do, but do not after their works, for they say and do not, meaning they're hypocrites. So don't follow examples, do what is taught out of the scriptures. Verse 4. For they bind heavy burdens and grievous to be born and lay them on men's shoulders, but they themselves are not moving with one of their fingers. So we're just showing how they were hypocrites. So Christ told us to what? Observe and do the law. Keep the commandments. And those are the ones who are going to be called great in the kingdom. But those who broke them through word or deed and taught men to do that through word or deed is going to be what? Called least in the kingdom, meaning they're going to receive destruction and damnation. So that's what we're supposed to be following. Christ never said, find out when I was born, and he never gave the date when he was born. It wasn't a focus that we're supposed to be even paying attention to. We're supposed to be paying attention to the message that he left. That message was repentance. And in order to do that, you have to abstain from sin. Sin is the transgression of the law. So in order to abstain <coughs> from you have to keep the commandments like Christ taught and keep me in observing Christmas. Is idolatry and an abomination. Christ never kept it, never taught anyone to keep it. Anyone who does that is going against the Bible, God, and Christ.
0: Okay. All right. Well, uh, thank you Thank you so much for bringing that out. Now, so what you're bringing out here, Kabar, is in response to the, the question, uh, how is uh, celebrating Christmas denying Christ,
1: right? Well, you were bringing out the point that this – this person who wrote in or whatever comment you was reading said the story of these chapters and it's not there. What is found in those chapters is how Christ told us to observe and keep the commandments like he did and that we are supposed to be seeking to seek perfection, meaning keeping the commandments better and better as time goes on, not becoming sinners and idolaters and transgressors by keeping abominable uh, 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 Doctrines of devils and these holidays that was developed and kept from pagan religion and idolatrous practices, like Christmas, which is chief among them. When you go into the history of Christmas, it developed out of a deep uh, uh, hatred of God in idolatry, in which blood sacrifices, murders, and killings were going on, and a lot of debauchery, and it was watered down and put into the Christian religion, quote unquote, by the Roman Catholic Church. Had nothing ever to do with Christ or the Bible. That's just a historical fact.
0: Okay. Now, what this what this was referring to was calling this Christ, the Christmas story, and it was referring to that time uh, just just prior to uh, Jesus's birth, uh, through his birth and into his young uh, uh, childhood. Uh, you know, when he was, uh, you know, I guess two, three, four years old, that period of time uh, is what it's referring to that you find in uh, Matthew and Luke in chapters one and two, um, and they're
1: calling that the Christmas story, which is, which is not the Christmas story. It was given the the accounts of Christ's birth. It doesn't even give you a date of Christ's birth. That's why you cannot try to tie it which people try to do, like the Roman Catholic Church and those who observe this idolatry, they try to tie it to the Bible and Christ, but it has absolutely no connection.
2: Shalom. This is the Brother Akhwara I with the Body of Christ Church. If you enjoyed today's program and you live in the Atlanta area, then we invite you to continue your studies with us by attending our weekly Sabbath class. Our Sabbath class will be taught every Saturday afternoon, beginning at 4.30 p.m. If you'd like directions, please call us at 877-871-1712. That number, once again, is 877-871-1712. Now back to today's show. Shalom, brothers
1: and sisters. My name is Hush from the body of Christ Church in Waterbury. I would like to take this time to invite you or anyone you know that lives in or is planning to visit the Waterbury area of Connecticut, that's covering the areas of Waterbury, Middlebury, Prospect, and Walker, so tune in to tune into our show, Revelation of the Testament, airing every Saturday at 12 noon to 1 p.m. on Channel 13. And may the Most High in Christ bless your understanding and increase the fruits of your righteousness. Brothers from the Body of Christ Church in Buffalo, New York would like to invite you to our sex that's held every Friday evening from 7.30 p.m. until 9.30 p.m. The location is 282 Winslow Avenue in Buffalo, New York. Once again, 7.30 to until 9.30 p.m. Location 282 Winslow Avenue in Buffalo, New York. So if you're in the Buffalo area, You're always welcome. Remember, Christ said in John 14 and 6, I am the way, the truth,
3: and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Thank you.
0: Okay, we are back, and we are discussing uh, Christmas and whether you should um, uh, have your children teach Christmas to your children. Um, And before we uh, went to the, uh, the break, uh, we were discussing an article about um, how Christmas has been around since 400 A.D. and the Christmas story is found in Matthew and Luke. And, uh, Kabar, you had uh, refuted all of that. You know, it's not the 400 A.D. part, but the fact that the Christmas story is found in Matthew and Luke. You say that that's simply uh, an account of the birth and uh, the young childhood of Jesus. Uh, it has nothing to do with the Christmas story. That being the case, and taking account, that roughly one third of the population of the entire world observes Christmas. Where in the world did Christmas come
3: from? I tell you this, if I could, it didn't come Absolutely. from the scriptures, because you got Muslims that don't even believe in Christ, follow Christmas. You got different Buddhists and everything else is all dealing with something that's not in the scriptures. And what's in the Scriptures is the word of the Heavenly Father, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Therefore, it did not come from the Heavenly Father. So if it didn't come from the Heavenly Father, it came from man. And then where if it comes from man, it's of corruption. It's not of the Heavenly Father. Wait a minute. Are you,
0: are, you, are you suggesting that any observance that men come up with is, is corrupt?
3: Yeah, Man is so, corrupt. Since, since, so, since so, Adam, uh, man if, has been corrupt.
0: So if I were to start a business in, say, March, the 1st of March, and then uh, the business was successful and the business was, you know, uh, giving my family plenty and and enough so that I had money to share with my friends and other people that had need and so forth, and every year, the 1st of March, we had an annual celebration for the business, that would be corrupt?
3: Yeah. In the eyes of the Heavenly Father, the things that we've done like the scripture says, all uh, fell short of the, um, the glory, of the, all have sinned and fell short. So, in the eyesight of the Heavenly Father, each man is corrupt. There's only one son of the Heavenly Father, and that's Christ. And that's the one that the Most High says for us to hear ye Him. So, any scenario we come up with, we are all sinners in the sight of the Heavenly Fathers. But the, the point we make it here that this Christmas um, invention. It is not of the heavenly father and it is not for man The father is of the world It's not of the most high You know what you're sorry I, w- I want to go
2: into a scripture uh, regarding that question As well because okay. You know like the brother john has brought out The context that we're dealing with is You know concerning the question Is dealing with the, the observing of These holidays and the things That the heavenly father gave us to observe And the things that he did not Give us to observe I want to go to Deuteronomy chapter 12 And I'm going to start at verse 28. It says, Observe and hear all these words which I command thee, that it may go well with thee and with thy children after thee forever, when thou doest that which is good and right in the sight of the Lord thy God. So this is when the uh, Israelites were coming, when we were coming out of the land of Egypt. The Heavenly Father had given us the Ten Commandments at the hand of Moses, but not only those Ten Commandments, but many other commandments on how we're supposed to conduct ourselves how a husband is supposed to deal with his wife and his family and children, how the brothers and sisters of our nation was supposed to deal with each other, and most importantly, how we were supposed to worship him. Okay? I want to read verse 29. When the Lord thy God shall cut off the nations from before thee, whether thou goest to possess them, and thou succeedest them and dwellest in their land, talking about the land of Jerusalem, prior to that which was called the land of uh, of Canaan, where the Canaanites were dwelling. Verse 30. Take heed to thyself that thou be not snared by following them. After that they be destroyed from before thee, and that thou inquire not after their gods, saying, How did these nations serve their gods? Even so I, so even so will I do likewise. For the Lord already told us, listen, I told you how to worship me. I told you what days I set up. I gave you specific instructions on how to follow those things. So whatever the other nations are doing, don't even concern yourself with that. Don't even inquire those things. Verse 31, Thou shalt not do so unto the Lord thy God. For every abomination to the Lord which he hateth, have they done unto their gods. For even their sons and their daughters have they burnt in the fire to their gods. So the Lord just mentioned one of the the abominable things that they were doing there, but he said basically all of those things that they were doing to honor their gods, first of all, I told you how to follow me. Those things that they were doing, Don't worry about that. And furthermore, don't try to incorporate those things into worshiping me. So the Lord gave us specific instructions regarding that. Now with that, um, I want to go to Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4. It says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. It said, One Lord. He's the only power. And he gave us his son as far as repentance is concerned on who we're supposed to follow to get back to him. Verse 5. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. But in regard to the topic of the show, this is the point in verse uh, verse 7. It says, And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest Mm -hmm. down, and when thou risest up. So this is going to show you what we're supposed to be teaching our children. Okay, first and foremost, we as parents and adults and as individuals have a responsibility to the Heavenly Father and Christ and ourselves to follow and observe these things. And a person that's responsible for those children in a household, we have the responsibility and the duty to teach those things and uphold them in the house. Yeah.
3: And also, if I could add this, um, your side, mm-hmm. um, back to the point should we keep this day as the birthday of Christ. Um when one man said that the first chapters of Matthew and Luke is dealing with his us um, that this is the, the, birth, the birth and everything, that is with um, December 25th. It doesn't add up when you read the doctrines of, uh, and the words of Christ. Uh, Matthew chapter 16 and verse 20, it says this. These are the, you me, Matthew chapter 16 verse 20, and it reads, Then charged he his disciples that they should tell no man that he was Jesus the Christ. So there's many passages in this verse when Christ went and healed people, and he told them, tell no man that I did this. Tell no man that I'm the Messiah. Tell no man, because what? He was not big up in himself. His thing was to do the works of the Father and to show the people how to serve and worship the Heavenly Father without sin, not to worship them. He made himself of what? No reputation over and over and over again. Because many times the, the the elders of our people came to him, but tell us if you were the Messiah. He was like what Thou says. He, he he told him, listen, I'ma tell you that he went into the states he wanted them to learn. So it, you never find in the scriptures where Christ picked up himself and wanted the people to worship him. But guess what? The Heavenly Father saw it neat that men to do those things. Like when he went into Jerusalem, and that's why the Heavenly Father gave him a name above all names that he is. The son of David, he is the Messiah. But when Christ was on this earth, he never said, "Look, bow down and do to follow me. I'm I'm the man. I'm the one. Keep my birthday. Keep the things I eat. Walk how I walk." But he told us spiritually to do the things he did.
0: Okay, now, brother, with everything that you bring bringing out, I mean, uh, I mean, you, you're demonstrating how not only should you not be involved with Christmas, but anything else that's not written in the scriptures, someplace. Um, you shouldn't be observing these things, and I, I mean, with maybe a, a few exceptions, because I, I, I would I would assume that there's nobody's anniversary, uh, wedding anniversary that's written in the scriptures. But I, I don't see anything wrong. Uh, do you brother see anything wrong with observing your wedding anniversary?
2: No wedding that, anniversary. Yes? That's that's completely that's that's different. Because what right. we're what we're dealing with here, and keeping things in the context, are those days that are observed and are. Allegedly, quote unquote, have a religious context or religious connotation associated with them. Um, okay.
1: Like the scriptures tell us not to do In Proverbs 3 and verse 5 When Adam went and leaned on his own understanding he committed that sin That set in motion a bunch of uh, negative circumstances That followed thereafter And as each individual man Leaned on their own understanding And committed sins and broke God's law That's when you have all this corruption, confusion uh, doctrines of devils begin to pour out and begin to fill the earth with utter madness. That's why God destroyed it with the flood. And begin to repopulate through the line of Noah, and then you have the same situation coming along again with the leaning of men leaning on their own understanding. And as men lean on their own understanding, they begin to create idols. The idols with themselves worshiping and obeying the, the lust of their own mind or creating objects to worship. Is for spiritual fornication and the corruption of life. Because we are supposed to be serving and worshiping God. And when we do anything outside of that, from worshiping God or keeping His commandments, that is idolatry. That is spiritual fornication. So, to come down to that same chapter, the worshipers of idols. Not to be named, meaning we're not supposed to be seeking these things out. It says "What is the beginning, the cause, and the end of all evil. So that's the origin of where all of this madness comes from. It comes from the pride of men's minds. It comes from leaning on our own understanding. It comes from devising idols out of our own imaginations, whether that's worshiping ourselves or something else other than the Heavenly Father. And as that begins to spread, and as that example set, and as people begin to follow that example, that's how you have the worldwide confusion that you have. And there's nothing strange because when we read in First John chapter five and verse 19, it tells you. First John chapter chapter five and verse 19 tells you, we know that we are of God, that the whole world lieth wickedness. Play. it's only those just scripture called the remnant or those select few who begin to what? Follow Christ and keep God's commandments, both of those things that are actually the saints of the Lord. Every everyone else outside of that, they are under the what? The sway of the wicked one, the sway of Satan. They following the course of this world, the prince of the power of the air. That's why the whole world lies under wickedness. That's why you have a third of the entire planet. Serving this idolatrous wicked holiday.
0: Um
2: can you still with me? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay. Um I am not actually, sure where I, we left off. Yeah, what I did is I actually I hung up and uh reconnected to make sure that it wasn't a um, bad connection with my phone. Okay. But um actually you, um you hear me? Yeah, I might want to try to hang up and reconnect to the uh to the show. hold, hold on a second.
0: of where you were um, when um, you you finished. So you could could just uh, rehash whatever part it
1: is that you want to uh, rehash, pick up wherever you want to. No, I was just making a point about how, you know, the world got into this position and why the deception and misguidance uh, of so many people is on a level that it is now as far as worldwide, because you mentioned a third of the entire planet observes this holiday and, and sees that as a good thing. So the so the thing, the thing, point that's, that was being made in Wisdom of Solomon, chapter 14, verse 12, it tells you for the devising of idols was the beginning of the spiritual fornication and the invention of them, the corruption of life. That's where it all began, because God made man and told man, keep my commandments and worship me. Man decided he didn't want to do that and began to lean on his own understanding. We see that example with Adam. As men begin to do that, they they take God out of the position of worship and begin to put other things there. Those other things Mm -hmm. could be themselves. You understand? Yeah. Those other things could be themselves. Man worshiping his own self or creating some object to worship, and that by doing that they create their Committing spiritual fornication because they're what? Going away from their God, their creator. And anything outside of that is can be considered spiritual fornication and also the corruption of life because it takes men's direction off into the wrong path. Then, And when you jump down in okay, of I, to the 14. Can I just break in real quick because I
0: think you're bringing up something real important here. But uh, understand that when people, uh, you know, they read the Bible they, they understand how important Jesus is in, in, in their lives And what they claim to do Is to worship Jesus on Christmas So it, you can see how That can be a little bit confusing As to um, how there's nothing wrong with Christmas Because I'm worshiping Jesus
1: Okay, you, you, but the you thing me? is that yeah, yes, but the so thing how, is that... So how can there
0: be anything wrong with Christmas when the, when what you're actually doing is worshiping Jesus?
1: Because, because Christ said, he that believeth for me, as the Scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. So the thing is, you cannot base your belief on Christ or follow Christ based on anything else but what is written. So the question you need to ask yourself is, where is Christmas in the Bible? And you won't be able to find it. So how can you say that is of Christ, that is of God, that is of the Bible? You won't be able to. That's where the problem comes in that. Wow. Well,
0: that's. I mean, and that's, how many times is that written in the scriptures, believe it on me as it is written?
1: Well, all the time, from beginning to end. Christ said I come in the volume of the book, it is written of me. So, If you can't find it in the Bible, if they're telling you December 21st, if it ain't telling you Christ said worship me on this day or make a holiday or do this and that, if you can't find it written, where are you getting that from?
2: So where where are they getting that from? Now we get to the crux of the matter. (laughs) I got a scripture right here. This is the book of Mark chapter 7. Okay. Because this is dealing specifically with the scribes and the Pharisees adding on to some of the the uh, I guess you say the procedures pertaining to the Levitical priesthood, but it didn't just stop there. Because you have the that by that same example, the things that go on concerning the the Bible as well. Matthew chapter seven, and I'm gonna start at verse uh, five. It says, Then the Pharisees and the scribes asked him. Why walk not thy disciples according to the to the tradition of the elders, but eat bread with unwashing hands? He answered and said unto them, Well hath Isaiah prophesied of you hypocrites, as it is written, This people honours me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. So when you go back and read about when Isaiah was writing about that, Israel at that time it wasn't just about them washing hands and, and eating food and and everything. It was about Israel going into idolatry and breaking the commandments of the heavenly Father. I'm read verse. Uh, Seven and This is the Lord Jesus Christ How be it in vain do they worship me Teaching for doctrines the commandments Of men so for Our people or anyone that wants to try To associate the birth of Christ With Christmas that is a Tradition of man a commandment Of man verse seven uh, verse eight For laying aside the commandment of God Ye hold the tradition of men dealing With them specifically As the washing of pots and cups and many other such like things ye do. So it's going to show you that they introduced a whole bunch of other things that weren't part of the commandments. Verse 9, and he said unto them, Oh, well, ye reject the commandment of God, that ye may keep your own tradition. So people, a lot of people understand the logistics behind, you know, the origins of Christmas and what it came out of and all of these different things, the Yule Logs. The uh, Virgin Mary, there are all these things associated With Christmas, they understand that those A lot of people really understand clearly That these are pagan, rooted in pagan Traditions, but they said, Full well ye reject the commandment of God That you may keep your own tradition So it just goes back to the scripture that was read earlier It's like when they told Jeremiah We ain't going to do what the Lord said, we're going to do what We want to do mm-hmm. So it just boils down to People are going to choose To follow their own mind Rather than choose to follow what the Lord has in the Scriptures, that's where it comes from, and that's why you have it as, as rampant and as "quote unquote" popular as you do today.
1: So that, that, that uh, just to give just to give that scripture in uh, John chapter seven and verse thirty-eight, when it tells when Christ told that he that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. So whatever whatever you're trying to establish, whatever you want to believe in, it has to be written actually in the Bible. It has to be something that Christ taught. And if you can't find it there, then you have to leave it alone because you're going to get sent in the wrong direction. Also, Isaiah chapter 8 and verse 20 tells you, to the law and to the testimony if they speak not according to this word, it is because there is no light in, in them. We know Christ is the living law, the, the embodiment of the law, and He is the He is the testimony of this entire Bible. So if you can't, if if it's not according to the Lord of testimony, the scripture is saying, telling you that it is because there is no light in them. Meaning, if you if somebody's telling you something, or you're trying to follow something that you can't find written in the Bible. In his in his darkness, his madness is of Satan. Okay. All right, brothers, we
0: got um about five minutes left. I'd like to just kinda go around and get a summation from each of you um on this topic about uh teaching uh Christmas to your children. And you what I'm saying, if you don't mind, let me start with you.
3: Okay, I'm here. Um if I had a, a final say on it. Keep in mind what um, David wrote in the Psalms, the 78th chapter. And um, I believe it's the fourth verse, if I can get it right quick. And it states, once I get it, he said something very important here. And I'm in the Psalms that he wrote. The Psalms, the 78th chapter, and I'm at verse 4. It says in Psalms 74, we will not hide them from um, I'm going to start at verse 2 It says, Psalm 72 I will open my mouth and it pouts I will utter dark things of old, Which we have heard and known And our fathers have told us Well, the problem my fathers didn't tell us anything We're coming and repenting back But Psalm 74 sums it up We will not hide them from their children Showing to the generation to come The praises of the Lord and his strength And his wonderful works that he have done for he established the testimony of Jacob And appointed a law in Israel It reads on and on But the point is that we have To what? Keep the doctrines, the testimonies of the Heavenly Father In Christ and learn that to the children Teach that to the children Versus customs of men
0: Okay And about uh,
2: you, what about you? What uh, you Ecclesiastes you? chapter 7 Actually let me uh, let me Take that back, Ecclesiastes The very last chapter in verse 12. Okay. It's Ecclesiastes 11 and 12. It says, And further by these, my son, be admonished. Of making many books, there is no end, and much study is the weariness of the flesh. Verse 13. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. So it just goes back to we have to learn what it says in the scriptures, apply the understanding of Christ in our lives and that's how we repent. That's the example that we're supposed to lead following the example of Christ, and those are the things that we're supposed to teach our children.
1: Okay. And, uh, Kabar, yourself? In Proverbs 22 and 6, it tells us to train up our children in the way that they should go, and when they are old, they will not depart from it. So in the end, what is actually going to be established in the kingdom of heaven when Christ comes to rule? Isaiah sixty-six twenty-three. And it shall come to pass that from one new moon to another and from one Sabbath to another shall all flesh come to worship before me, saith the Lord. There will be no Christmas, no Easter, no pagan holidays. There's only going to be the commandments of God under Christ ruling ruling the entire planet.
0: Okay. All right. Well,
1: um, brothers, I tell you, uh, this has been a...
0: I think for a lot of folks it's going to be uh, a very enlightening program, um, especially when it pertains to your children because, you know, you always talk about, uh, the children being the future That's the way the song goes The children are the future
3: So it's really important
0: to make sure That they taught the right things And um, uh, thank you brothers for uh, bringing those things out Also appreciate the participation of all those people Who are in the chat room And those people who are listening in right now And also those people that might check us out on In the archives But most of all, all praises, thanks, gratitude Goes out to the Most High In the name of His Son, Christ The next time, the Most High, the name is Christ Bless you all, Shalom
1: Brothers and sisters Thank you for
0: visiting with us In the virtual living room Of the Body of Christ Church You can visit our website at T-H-E-B-O-C-C Dot com Or you can email us At Body of Christ dot com Or call us at 877 871 1712. Until our next visit, the Most High in the name of Christ, bless you. Shalom.